and welcome to the Great Food Debate presented by This Week Community News, a podcast about where to eat, drink, and more in Central Ohio. I'm Abby Armbruster, your host of this show, and welcome again to National Pizza Month. October has been celebrated as National Pizza Month since 1984, when the publisher of Pizza Today magazine named it so. And although we have covered pizza before on the Great Food Debate, we wanted to honor the best pizza in Central Ohio by dedicating an entire month to the, to the delicious dish. Earlier this month, we talked to three pizza chefs about what it takes to make great pizza and why some choose party cut while others stick to the traditional triangle slice and today we're talking to even more experts on the columbus pizza scene so joining me today to break down why pizza joints are so popular in central ohio are peter danis with filio Woodfire pizza i'm the owner although if my wife were here she'd make me say co-owner <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is heidi and i am the director of promotions for mikey's late night slice I am Jason Biondo. I am the chief creative officer. Uh, that is kind of a title I gave myself. I'm co-founder and, and uh, co-owner of the company. Perfect. Of Mikey's Late Night Slice. Mikey's Late Night Slice. <laughs> all right. And obviously, you guys are all expert when it, when it comes to pizza. So can you tell me, Peter and Jason, how the company actually got started? Peter, you want to start us off? Sure. In our case, uh, Laurie and I met in law school uh, back in the uh, early 80s, and we graduated and both practiced law. And it was the night that our first daughter was born that I had the wonderful opportunity to deliver her. And upon that moment, a light bulb went off in my brain, and I said, life is too short to practice law. <laughs> and so from that moment on, Laurie and I started planning our exodus from law. We sold our law books and bought cookbooks and started Filia Wood-Fired Pizza. Wow, and never looked back. No. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Uh, Jason, what was the start of Mikey's Late Night Slice? Like? I have to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have a big passion project like that? Uh, M- Mikey and I were, uh, I mean, we were buddies. We've known each other for years. Uh, we used to serve tables. We hung out and everything. And um, right about when I uh, graduated college, uh, Mike came back from a very extended vacation with lots of ideas. One of them was a pedicab company. I don't know if you saw pedicabs around uh, town in Columbus. So he started this pedicab company and uh, I I started working that with him. And while we were out, we started hearing, where is the pizza by the slice around here? And there wasn't around the short north. So uh, bit by bit, literally oven by smallware, by uh, <laughs> everything. We, we built it. Um, the first location was in a tiny shack, literally a tiny, like pretty much a closet, the smallest uh, uh, risk for <laughs> kitchen in the city. And, uh, you know, we just, we made the pizza like we liked it, uh, and it just kind of grew organically. Eventually, we bought a truck, and then uh, we started doing pop-ups in uh, other restaurants, other bars, and uh, it's just grown. That's great. And uh, let's see, Mikey's Late Night Slice has been in Columbus since what year? Since uh, July 3rd, 2009. So we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. Wow, perfect. How, do you know how you're going to celebrate, or have you thought about that? We'll be drinking. <laughs> I want to make a 10-layer pizza, <laughs> like as a cake. That's, That's a great plan. idea. We actually we yeah. just added that to our list of uh, things to do um, upcoming yeah. with the, with our creative team. So we got to figure it out. Uh, but we have until July. Yeah, Heidi, you'll have to let me know the details of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so why do you guys think that smaller pizza shops do so well in Columbus? Um, Peter, do you want to start us off? Sure. Um, people are Columbus just 
feeds on new things all the time. And I think it's the creative spirit in, in Columbus. And so, um, you know, people that open up small shops, and we opened up our first small shop 27 years ago, uh, which I'll never forget that night because I unlocked the front door and literally, that was the first night I had ever worked in a pizza restaurant. <laughs> and, and my parents were probably thinking, oh, my God, what has he done? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people, uh, it, it's just the creative spirit, I think, in Columbus, Ohio, that allows people, they, they want to be engaged and involved in the creative juices that uh, entrepreneurs have, and they want to see what they're going to do. And so uh, the more the merrier. You know, we have always been receptive and open and excited when new restaurants open, whether they're pizza restaurants or other restaurants. I mean, you know, all restaurants compete with each other. I don't care what the uh, the food is. You know, Laurie, the, Laurie and I the other night uh, decided between going and having a uh, taco on Taco Tuesdays or going to Lindy's. Very different experiences. We spent $12 for our meal, the combined total. Uh, we decided on tacos uh, th- that night. So people are just excited to do new things all the time uh, and find out what what uh, what people are, are trying and experimenting with in small shops all over the city. Sure. Well, and Heidi, for you, does that make it a challenge to do marketing when you know you have so many other like-minded you know, shops? Yeah. No, not really. Um, I mean, Late Night Slice, we have kind of a crazy culture. Not crazy. It's good crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, with, with like feeding off what Peter said, um, the culture around here and the small business, people think that they're part of something. Mm-hmm. So they get to see us. They remember the shack and they think like, oh, well, I'm cool because I can recall memories from that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, I mean, and we love to support other pizza shops too you know so that was going to be one of my questions so let's get into it mm-hmm. uh how often do you try other pizza shops either in town or you know when traveling at every opportunity really <laughs> honestly i mean i i it's it's partially because i love to eat pizza but mm-hmm. partially because it's just it helps uh inform me i mean mm-hmm. Honestly, a good idea is a good idea. So there are plenty that I have borrowed <laughs> all across the country. But, sure. uh, you know, we've also made it our own. And I'm sure they all do the same. You know, we, we tend not to eat so much at uh pizza restaurants, but other restaurants, because we, we think a little bit outside the box in that we look for things that aren't pizza mm-hmm. that, that can be pizza. Sure, sure. So, for instance, we have our favorite sushi restaurant in town, and we had a, a wonderful tuna sushi. That led to our ahi tuna flatbread with wasabi creme fraiche. So we're always... We're always going other places and then finding that inspiration and bringing it back to a pizza. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we traveled uh, last month to California and had a fabulous street taco in Santa Rosa, where two of my daughters live. And from that, we ended up with our Taco Tuesday pizza. So we tend to go to lots of other places, you know, besides pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, obviously, we love pizza. <laughs> we want everybody to love pizza. Sure. Um, but, but, but we tend, we find that we go other places in order to, uh, uh, to, to, to stretch beyond. Because we, since we didn't grow up in this business, uh, we just try to bring things back to it that we find 
elsewhere. Well, and I was going to ask as well, what kind of research does it take to even test a pizza or come up with ideas or, you know, from from coming up with trying the fish taco or the taco uh, and then saying, okay, I think this would work as a pizza. How long does that process take before it's actually on the menu? You know, sometimes it's it's very quick. Uh, You just hit on it right away. Other times you you take a long time. There's a point in the process, and I can't even, uh, I, I don't have a number here for you, a number of days or a number of hours, but there's a certain point in the process when you feel like, you know what, we're trying too hard. This isn't coming together. Absolutely. What we have found are the ones that, that hit right away. Those, those are the big sellers for us. Um, if we work it and work it and work it, you know, you start to lose your energy for mm-hmm. it. So we, uh, we, we, you know, the faster the better, doing something on the fly. Sometimes I'll do menu development with one of my chefs uh, on the line. Literally, an idea will come to me. We will have opened for business at 5 o'clock, and about 10 after 5, I go into the kitchen. I say, wait a minute. Try this. And, of course, they're looking at me because they've got 10 orders on the board. <laughs> and it's like, really? Now? Is, say, is yeah, now the time? <laughs> I've got the idea. I've just got to see it right now. So that's what, that's what we do. We, it, sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it takes a little time. But if it takes too much time punt and move on to the next thing you gotta leave it behind (laughs) and jason what is it like for you uh we do quite a bit so it's kind of all over the board we have a program pizza of the week program where we have all sorts of different we have our our staple pizzas and then we have something wild and different uh every week so sometimes we can come up with a name first uh this week we're running the bay harbor butcher that was such a case uh like it should be a cuban Uh, it's based on an old tv show dexter yes love it so we we took a Cuban Cuban sandwich and we made it into a pizza. Um, it has mustard on it and pickles. <laughs> Something you it wouldn't was, expect on a pizza. <laughs> it was a little daring. Um, people really take take to it. I'll be honest, it doesn't sell as well as a lot of the other ones do, but it's got fans. Um, and that's something that we have to take into account when we do these pizzas of the week. Whereas uh, we'll do another one. We have another one called the Mac and Cheeses, which is just a Mac and Cheese pizza, which has always been our like a huge seller. Just it's mac and cheese and pizza. <laughs> Who can resist? So people love it. Um, <laughs> but the, the R&D process, uh, like, like uh, Peter said, sometimes like you nail it on the first shot, and sometimes you keep trying it and tweaking it. Because we have to think about um, consistency. Um, now that we have like four brick and mortars that they're in, soon to be five, mm-hmm. we got to make sure that they're all made exactly the same way. And the more toppings there are, the more like s- special flicks you have to do with your hand or whatever <laughs> to get it out just right. You know, sometimes you got to step back. And, and, and uh, I, I used to go to, I, I was in film school, so sometimes you got to cut your favorite scene. But then, you know, you wind up with the Bay Harbor Butcher. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I saw that, I think it was last month, you had the different mac and cheese pizzas. It was one every month, like truffle mac and cheese and so yeah that was us uh we're we are always trying to see you know like what's the next level how can we take this um and 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 bring people in more sell more you know obviously marketing um and I believe uh, we ac- we accidentally got uh, the wrong mac and cheese one one month <laughs> or one one delivery. It was like a fancy white white mac and cheese and uh, the the seed was planted there like 
what if we did another mac and cheese? What if we did a whole month of mac and cheeses? <laughs> so we had like an all bacon mac and cheese. Then we did a uh, another one we had done before, which was a variation. It was like a buffalo chicken mac and cheese. And then the fancy mac and cheese. We put ricotta cheese and um, truffle oil. And, and, and that was great. And we did we did a collaboration with a butcher and grocer. And then uh, we brought back the original. So it was like five weeks of mac and cheese. <laughs> And it sold. That's good. <laughs> People loved it. Blew us away. <laughs> and that was like the month leading up to it, the R&D part. It was a lot of, a lot of eating. <laughs> I'm you sure. Know, yeah. I, I think I need to go into Jason's shop. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when we do the, the R&D, I mean, we try to do it efficiently. So we have to get marketing materials. So we do it. We nail the recipe. We uh, take a video because we have like a video recipe for our employees so that to help them make it correctly. Oh. Because if they don't, then we beat them. <laughs> Um, get photographs for our ads and, uh, you know, all our content for uh, social media and stuff. So we try to knock it all out at once. So five pizzas in a row like that, I, you know, put on some weight in August. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but that's a success. I mean, you, you came up on top at the end of the month, right? So. Yeah, we just we just got done patting ourselves on the back for like an entire day. <laughs> well, and <laughs> so Heidi, when, when you know that something like a mac and cheese month is going to be successful, how do you promote something like a Bay Harbor Butcher where it's like, okay, I know pickles you don't normally think of on pizza, but this is why it's good. Yeah, I'm definitely playing up those weird things because <laughs> um, there are people that buy into that and they're they're gonna come try something just for weird we have like um our fiery death and it's a the hottest pizza in the world Mm. i don't know if that's official but we claim it (laughs) and it has to be yeah and people just go crazy over weird things like that does it sell a whole lot no but the just the marketing material from it is the novelty yeah it has carolina reapers uh Ghost peppers and uh, <laughs> and scorpion peppers. The three oh hottest three hottest peppers in the world <laughs> go on to that pizza. Peter, do you still want to go there now? <laughs> People drive from out of town for it. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> but it's only one week a year. So so every week we have something fresh. That's how our Pizza of the Week started because Jason was, like, bored talking about pepperoni. So he was like, we need something new every week to talk about. Fair enough. <laughs> and have there, have there any be... Have there ever been any pizzas that you really wanted to make work, but the toppings just didn't go right, or just something that you thought, I know this would do well if I could get it get it there, but for whatever reason, it just has to fall to the wayside? Peter, do you want to start us off? You know, those tend to uh, kind of get blocked out of my memory. You know, <laughs> we don't hit home runs all the time. Um, uh, you know, when we hit our, probably our biggest home run was the pizza that made the front cover of Pizza Today magazine uh, a couple of years ago, the uh, Pear and Brie uh, pizza that, that, that we have. And, 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 and those tend to stick with you because they're such home runs. Uh, the ones that um, uh, haven't worked, um, honestly, you, you tend to forget them. I, you know, I, I, There's a reason why they didn't work. Yeah, they, they didn't work. Although, you know, what we find is even the oddball pizzas that we think are good that just didn't sell – they're always somebody's favorite. Mm. And they'll say, oh, you've got to put this on your menu. It's it's the best thing ever. And I'm thinking, well, you're the only person that ordered it. <laughs> so as long as you come in, you know, the f- six six nights a week right. <laughs> uh, for the next month, then maybe you will see it. So, uh, But no, we, we kind of move on and, and realize that uh, you try to hit a home run every time. But occasionally you strike out and you move on to the next one. Jason, any uh, horror stories from the test kitchen? I don't know about horror stories. Uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, the one thing that I, I now, after all these years, I have empirical data to support that pizzas 
that don't have meat on them don't sell as well. Oh. Um, I've tried for a long time. I tried to make sure once a week or once one week out of the month, it was a, uh, at least vegetarian friendly one. So we've had a number of ones. Uh, we had like an <laughs> artichoke me out was an artichoke, uh, Alfredo pizza. Uh, we had, um, salad shooter, which was supposed to be, it was just all, all the veggies. Like it, we really thought like, man, the, the, the veggie people are going to love this. And it was delicious. You know, like black, black olives and all this stuff. What was, what was another, another veggie Vegetarian one? Vegetarian covenant. Yeah. Um, now, I mean, contrary though, the truffle mac and cheese, it was vegetarian, but it was special. You know, it was right. just something high-end. Yeah. It didn't have meat, but it was all uh, cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't go wrong with cheese. It actually was uh, our, like, other than some special collaborations, it was our biggest seller. It was that, that really? truffle mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really kind of surprised us. Wow. But, but besides that, veggies just don't sell. As I a mean, vegetarian, that makes me very sad. <laughs> I know. They, we, we continually re- revisit it because we get, they're, they're very vocal. Like, people mm-hmm. ask, you know, can you do... Broccoli. I mean, we. Tr- I, I drove broccoli into the ground, and I will never put broccoli <laughs> on a pizza again because it just, it just doesn't sell. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to follow up uh, something that Peter said too about one person wanting one thing. Mm-hmm. We get requests every week to keep mac and cheese on our menu. <laughs> and it's like we like the idea of it being a novelty and coming around once every few months or whatever sure, sure but yeah i want to ask those people after a month of this you might be sick of it <laughs> i like to call it our rib. Mm-hmm. it's yes. pretty much you know it's special when you when you well i don't know about you but when when i'm driving down the road and i see mcrib up in the window at mcdonald's <laughs> you gotta pull over <laughs> i yeah i pull over across four lanes of traffic and <laughs> cause an accident and get my mcrib yeah well, and uh, Jason, can you tell us a little bit about the background behind the sauces? Because, of course, you're known for the unique sauces like Hot Mess and Unicorn. So Our unicorn sauce. Uh, it was once another uh, by another name. Um, it's unicorn sauce. Uh, it, it was one of those things uh, in the early days that was Mikey's uh, thing. He just li- he loves the customization uh, of our pizzas. So we have uh, sauces were one of the first things we developed. And we literally just kind of walked went around the kitchen. And we had plenty of time in the early days and just kind of mixed together everything that we had. So it was just a mix and uh, we nailed it pretty much right away. And, and we started putting it out in, in uh, squeeze bottles and people were stealing it because they loved it. Um, and then this was one of the things that just kind of grew. Eventually, we wound up uh, branding it more. We put it in bottles. Uh, we had it made for us. And like now we sell it in grocery stores. I was going to say, you can find it at the grocery store. And uh, what I guess what enhances the pizza in, in your mind when you try it with the sauce? I mean, it, it, the sauce tastes great. I mean, it really does. Um, honestly, before we started doing it, I never really heard of anyone putting like, you know, squeezable sauces on pizza. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's kind of like what we talked about before where uh, people like to feel inclusive into something new and different and, you know, coming to late night slice and you squirting the sauces on, on your slice became, I mean, that was, it was pretty much just like giving buttons for drunks to push. <laughs> And that just kind of equated into, you know, push the button and sauce comes out and they wound up loving it. And it just happened to taste well, taste really good. So it translated well into the day when they weren't drunk. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we have we have that. We created another sauce called Hot Mess. We have garlic sauce and we have just ranch dressing. And, you know, people just it. There's a colorful palette. It tastes good. It's something new and different that you can only really do at Mikey's. And it's free. So just like an extra yeah, an extra bonus. bonus. It's mm-hmm. part of the experience. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So is there any topic that you guys personally hate to see on a pizza? Not that, you know, it may, maybe people love it, but for you personally, you just can't stand it. Peter, do you want to, does something come to mind? <laughs> a topping that I hate to see on a pizza. You know, I, I would, I actually would, would give you the reverse. Um, I'm a little bit of a contrarian and toppings that, that I think are great that other people probably never want to see on a pizza. We have put um, whole mussels with the shell, oh. the shell and the muscle on a pizza. And that would probably fall into most people's category <laughs> of what would you never want to see on top of a pizza. But we served it that way. It was a, uh, a muscle flatbread pizza that we had uh, with a little, the little fork to pull the muscle out. You either got into that or you didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and enough people did get into it that that's one of our rotating pizzas. Uh, but that's one of those things that I, you know, I just try anything on a pizza. And so I don't know that I've ever seen anybody put a mussel uh, in the shell on the pizza. And I think we served, there were like six or eight mussels that came out. And the looks that we got, I mean, people knew that they were going to get mussels. They had no idea that they were going to have to do a little work <laughs> to eat their pizza. So, I, you know, I'd say mussels is one of those, but it's it's really the reverse. Mm-hmm. Something I never would see. Um, it's things that uh, that's what I want to see. The things that I think, oh, what would what would somebody not like? And then we try that. That's a great that's a great point. Heidi, is there anything that you absolutely can't stand? I don't think so. I like pizza with everything. Um, I'm not a big pork eater, but every single pizza we have with pork, I eat a slice. So <laughs> I'm guilty. So I can't speak to that question. All right. You know, the, the, well, let me add one, one, yeah. one more thing for you. The thing that when we make sure we don't do, and I can't stand it when I go to other restaurants and I get a pizza, it's over cheesing a pizza, mm. especially with a, with like mozzarella. It's like boring. <laughs> You know, what we tell our people, and we have everything with, with recipes and whatnot, and we tell them that the problem with, with a neutral cheese like mozzarella is it drowns, you know, you, you might think, oh, it's great, the more cheese, the better. Mm-hmm. No, it drowns out the more flavorful cheeses and the more flavorful ingredients on your pizza. So that's one of the things that, that's one of my pet peeves that I don't want to see on our pizzas and I don't want to see on a pizza that I buy mm-hmm. too much what I'll call neutral cheese. Mm. Oh, that's a, that's a good insight. I, not most people would have that opinion. So that's great. All right. And Jason? Uh, you know what? For me, it's it's strictly personal because, uh, well, I hate mushrooms. <laughs> I, I hate. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's such a ubiquitous topping and people love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm quite used to marketing it. We did one called Mushroom Kingdom a few months ago where we had like shiitake and uh, portobello and fresh uh, white mushroom on it and everything. I mean, people love it. I can't stand mushrooms. I, I pick them off and I try. I mean, I, I eat them. I just, I, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I, if someone offers me a slice of mushroom pizza, you know, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and do you guys, do either of you uh, have anchovies or serve them on pizzas actively? We do have anchovies yes. available. Um, that's usually the most divisive or pineapple. Of course, people hate pineapple. <laughs> some people love it. That's some a whole hate it. podcast yes. on its own. <laughs> We and carry uh, we carry anchovies because sometimes people ask for it. We had actually one on the menu called the Lover Boy, and uh, it was it was just an, an anchovy pizza. <laughs> it's not hard. We just keep the cans. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't go bad. They sit on the shelf, and then that weirdo walks in that wants the anchovy pizza. We can make it for him. <laughs> 
And uh, when we did this a couple of weeks ago, um, Ed Bisconti from uh, Borgata Pizza Cafe was saying he hates black olives, but he has black olives and green olives on the menu, but he personally can't stand them. So, yeah, yeah everybody has that one quirky thing. They're just like, eh, I don't know, not for me. Peter, um, a question specifically for you. When we were first booking guests for this podcast, you said, hey, I'm actually going to be in Spain. So what were you doing in Spain and what does that have to do with your pizza place? The quick answer is eating and drinking, <laughs> as far as what we were doing in Spain. Right on. <laughs> um, we tend, again, to uh, travel a lot to find uh, wines from around the world and to find new uh, menu items and flavor combinations and trends. So we uh, often go over to uh, France, uh, California, Spain. Um, so we, we just travel a lot. And we think that um, opening your eyes up to what people are eating elsewhere and how they're eating it mm-hmm. um, can really enhance what we do uh, back home. So we were over there and uh, uh, literally took, uh, it, you know, I, I won't say it was so much of a research trip. I, I do not write these off for tax purposes. Okay, <laughs> let me make sure everybody knows that so that, you know, the IRS doesn't come knocking right. on my door um, because there is a personal component to it. The personal component is just have fun and, and explore and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we had things like uh, th- there's a particular wine that we had uh, while we were in Madrid at a Flamenco uh, show that we're researching to see if we can serve here mm. um, because there's a story attached to it and, uh, and I'll never forget the gal up on the stage and, and the, the you know fast those those feet were moving and so on and so forth. So it's it's really just uh, finding new things all the time, flavors, uh, ingredients, combinations, and styles of eating. Um, so that's why we travel. Uh, we, we travel all the time. Uh, we've got a trip coming up. Uh, we're going back to California since two of my three daughters now live in California. We spent a lot of time out there. And you talk about cutting edge and what what people are doing that, that we don't do here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we go. Yes. California always seems to be a couple of months ahead of us. So, <laughs> uh, And is it difficult when you are going to a foreign country to bring back wine or, or start that partnership to even get you know, wine delivered, or how does that work? Well, you have to be very careful. I mean, you, you have to find wines that are imported. So mm-hmm. oftentimes we're talking and we're asking the provi- proprietor of, of a restaurant, oh, by the way, you know, do, do you know which of these are uh, sent over to the United States, blah, blah, blah. And so we then make our selection based on that. Mm-hmm. If it's not imported into the U.S., you know, it's a no go from the start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, it, it you know you, you can find something, and if you can't find that exact selection, mm-hmm. you can find the region and the grape varietal, and then we'll do our research here, and we'll come darn close because um, we find something <laughs> we like uh, that might be a, a Garnacha blend with uh, Macabeo, and we'll find one here. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's not that same producer, but he's next door neighbors with the mm-hmm. guy that had the wine that we have. So the, the terrain is the same. The mm-hmm. grape is the same, but he sends his product to the U S gotcha. Oh, that's a lot of, a lot of research, but of course, easy work, you know, sure. Somebody's <laughs> got to do it. Right. Uh, and so we touched on this a little bit earlier, but what's your relationship like with other chefs in, in the area, I guess, pizza chefs specifically, but, uh, Jason, you want to start on that? Uh, as far as, yeah, I mean, as far as like, uh, just 
pizza chefs. Uh, we really don't have a whole lot of interaction, but we do. Uh, we have done collaborations with like other small businesses. Like we do uh, Ray Ray's. I know you just did Ray Ray's. Yeah. Uh, like Jamie, Jamie's awesome. Yes, um, he's like awesome. When we start doing the R and D's with him and everything, it's just like a f- flavor fest. <laughs> um, we did the hot chicken takeover, so we work with Joe. Uh, Delos with that. Um, we just did this like fancy pizza dinner thing with a local uh, chef, Marcus Meacham, um, where he he created like uh, duck confit pizza <laughs> and like a blackberry. Uh, there was like one with a poached egg, and I mean Whoa. it was it was it was this was this wasn't a pizza of the week. This was like a very fancy dinner where we did like a, a beer pairing with it. I uh, I mean I talked to all sorts of like people that like work with uh, other local businesses and stuff. We did one with BB Bop, and you know I got to pick their brain about some of their ingredients and um, especially consistency, um, flavor profiles, uh, marketing, all that stuff is 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 included. Like when we when I when we chat with people, but the thing that I always <clears throat> look for and try to take the most away from is how other people keep their products consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a great point, especially when you have, you know, four or five different locations. You need to keep it up all the top or else it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> and Peter? You know, our, our relationship is not so much with other pizza chefs or pizza restaurants. Um, I used to be president of the Central Ohio Restaurant Association, so I know lots and lots of pizza, or not pizza, but well, pizza as well as, <laughs> but other restaurant operators. And so, you know, it, this is a very interesting industry in that we we compete with each other all the time, and yet we uh, enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. And so when, uh, uh, I think it's a great relationship and a wonderful industry to be in. When, uh, for instance, uh, there were some uh, health issues that uh, one of my colleagues at, at another restaurant had, um, and, uh, you know, I, I sent them a note and said, what do you need from me? I will send people. I'll send product. I want to make sure that you're you're still up and running mm-hmm. in four weeks when you're back. You know, and your health has has returned. Mm-hmm. Um, we have reached out to uh, some people in the short north during this construction phase. That oh my in gosh! Yeah, <laughs> and have suggested that. Do you want to do a little pop up thing in our? business in Grandview, because I want to make sure people don't forget you. So yeah. it's it's kind of a collaboration and a, uh, just kind of a, a good relationship, even though the strange thing is that I want the same customer that they have sure. on Tuesday night or <laughs> Thursday night. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a very weird way. We have promoted people on our menus. At, at, at our sister restaurant, Vino Vino, we have a wine flight. One of, one of our wine flights is called uh, Cameron picked these <laughs> and in the explanation it's like no 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 not the Cameron you're thinking of my daughter Cameron who is managing a wine uh, tasting room in California she picked these for you know that sort of thing so obviously it brings to mind the other Cameron's restaurants and that's okay right no, not that he needs any more business right but uh, I thought it was fun that's so funny. That's hilarious because, of course, everybody is assuming Cameron Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. We owe credit at Late Night Slice um, to our employees a lot of the times, too. Like, once a quarter, we like to get um, ideas from them. Mm. So they're not chefs by any means, <laughs> but they have some good ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where the pizza roll pizza came. Yeah, pizza we, did, we had like pizza. this like, total oh, inception yeah. pizza where we took, put pizza rolls on the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
And did that one do well? I mean, I, I assume people loved that idea. It did. I mean, we kind of took it a step further. We had four different flavors, so you didn't know what bite you were going to get. We called oh, it pizza, yeah. pizza roulette. Hmm, that's good. <laughs> I like that. The social engagement was just out of this world. Sure. Right. I can only imagine. The, and the Mushroom Kingdom one, that was a uh, that was an employee design. Oh, really? Oh, mm. I, lo- I love it. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and is there any outlandish topping that has been suggested or, or pizza in general that has been suggested that you're like, there's no way we're doing that? Lobster was one. That's cost prohibitive. It's just a cost mostly, thing. Really. Sure. <laughs> you know what topping is uh, blown our mind is a great topping? Peas. Really? I love peas, so I would love that. Yeah. Lou would think about it on a pizza, though. Yeah, that's true. Our carbonara. Yeah, we did a, we did a carbonara mm-hmm. pizza. We have a, a, like a comfort bowl one that's got peas and mashed potatoes on it. Hmm. So if people want lobster, maybe they can, you can do like a bougie one night or something and then do a lobster pizza. I might steal that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, uh, that, that dinner that I, I referenced a little bit ago, um, I could, we're, it, it was a, a big success. So we're going to do it again. And I can, I could totally see like lobster. That's yeah. an opportunity to really try the stuff that we're like, this is never going to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> day might, to day. Might work with this. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. If you only need to do it for what, four hours or mm-hmm, something, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we can pull that off. <laughs> Uh, and we already touched on this a little bit, but is uh, there any pizza place that has really blown you away, whether that's here or across the nation, wherever you've traveled, where it's just in your brain, you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to come back here or try this thing or, you know, fill in the blank. There's one for me, uh, and it was over in Paris, and it was a, which is strange strange to eat pizza in Paris. Yeah, I was going to say. Of all things. <laughs> uh, we had enough champagne as well on that trip, so so we, t- we took a break one night, and we ate at a pizza restaurant called Margarita, hmm. and it was fabulous. Uh, I can still, as I sit here today, even though it's been uh, about two and a half years since I've had that pizza, um, uh, I can sit here and picture that pizza. Of course, I don't know, maybe eating anything in Paris. You know, you're going to feel like uh, yeah, that, that oh, was pretty great. special. Right. <laughs> uh, so that, that would be it, it for me. Uh, and although it wasn't pizza, it was uh, some ingredients from, there was a, uh, a restaurant called Mitch in Aix-en-Provence mm. in southern France that we then took some of those ingredients and put them on pizzas over here and then communicated with the owner and wow. sent little gifts from uh you know, products from over here and I package them up and, you know, it, this industry is all about relationships mm-hmm. and that's what we're, that's what we're good at. Speaking of which, Peter, if you need an assistant, let me know. I'll, <laughs> I'll join, join you on any trip. International. <laughs> uh, Heidi, does any pizza shop come to mind? Jason can probably speak more about it, but there is a shop in Seattle. It's in the Pacific it, Northwest. Okay. Um, called Sizzle Pie. Hmm. So it's a chain. Um, for us, it's it's not like I mentioned before. It's uh, not entirely about the pizza with us. It's it's also about the uh, experience. I mean, you can walk a block in pretty much any direction and get pizza from anywhere. Um, and sizzle pie is very similar to what we've kind of uh, grown and created on our own. Um, just the decor of it, the the goofy names for the pizzas. Uh, you know, some sometimes they. I don't know if it's a pizza of the week, but they do have like uh, rotating like special pies with, mm-hmm. with crazy ingredients. Um, and we find ourselves referencing what they do quite quite a bit ever since we first discovered them. There's another um, chain um, that has kind of blown me away and I've followed, and uh, they're called Ampersand Pizza. Mm. And their logo is like, you know, like the end 
ampersand. ampersand I, yeah. I, I, their marketing must have like nightmares about explaining <laughs> that to people. But um, they're in airports. Uh, they're over on the East Coast. I think they're out of New Jersey, um, and they it's they call their uh, their culture is tribal. Mm. Um, it's really cool. I, I just think it's really cool. And I got to try it. They were in an airport, and I got a breakfast pizza. And I watched these. This, this line level employee crack open an egg <laughs> and like drain out the white and then like put this like raw yolk on my pizza and, and, and you know, run it through. It was great. Wow. I mean, there was no problems with it. I was thinking like, I cannot imagine asking my employees <laughs> to handle raw eggs. And I, I can't imagine like, it. like just thinking about like our employees handling raw <laughs> eggs. Um, but man, it was great. And uh, they had a lot of like really fancy, uh, other offerings and stuff. That was what I had. And I was, I was really impressed by it. So those two brands are the ones that kind of drive me that I I continually watch to see what they're doing. Hmm. And when you are trying pizza, let's say you're going to a new place for the first time, are you typically going for a specialty pizza when you're ordering or a typical, you know, cheese and sauce and that's it? Or do you have a preference? I feel the hallmark of any pizza shop is their pepperoni. Mm. It's a slice of pepperoni. Um, I'm actually originally from Long Island, and my family's from Brooklyn. Um, Early on, when we were kind of like refining what we were doing, I took a trip to New York, and I ate at 21 pizzerias (laughs) in 10 days. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it wasn't wasn't necessarily there on research. I was just, you know, trying to get as much as I could while I was there. Uh, But we came back and uh, we tweaked our recipe a little bit, um, just knowing a little bit more about, you know, what we wanted. We're not New York pizza, but we are heavily inspired by it. Mm -hmm. And anytime I go to a a spot, I, I get the pepperoni. Heidi, what do you do when you go to a new restaurant? Same thing. Pepperoni is like that baseline. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know what you're getting. Sure. And you can judge. Yeah. And there's no way you can that. hide from those flavors because it's only, you know, what, three items? Right. We, we tend not to do it that way. We tend, when we go out and we're trying a new pizza, we, we spend time with the server and we say, what's your most, what's A, the most popular on mm-hmm. the menu, and B, what's your favorite? Yeah. So we go that direction and, you know, you can always tell, somebody's already done the research as far as I'm concerned. If you say, what's the most popular? Well, if it's our first time, mm-hmm. but somebody else has been there a thousand times and they've, they always go back to whatever, that's what I want to try. Mm. Well, and one final question for you guys. So if you can't pick your own place, but you want to get pizza in Central Ohio, where are you headed? Peter. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, that's going to be a tough one for me. <laughs> you can uh, list more than one if you can't narrow it down to one. No, I, I can narrow it. Uh, <laughs> we live we live in German Village, and so uh, Harvest is literally right down the street. Mm-hmm. And so we'll pick up a Harvest pizza, but uh, more importantly, the uh, kale salad that I like. So, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the places that we'll go. Uh, be, and not just because it's convenient, but, but there does it does add to the... The pizza experienced on a, a warm summer night, getting home late and walking, you know, three blocks to get your pizza and bringing it back. So it's it's more it's as much about the experience as it is the pizza. Mm-hmm. Heidi, Good. you can go okay. Too. Yeah. So I have a pizza roll in the oven right now, <laughs> um, and you guys are probably all going to judge me, but Pizza Hut hit the spots for me lately. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I do like, you know, crafty wood-fired pizza. But I don't know. Something about it lately. (laughs) Pizza Hut's good, you know? And you can go to a Pizza Hut in Indonesia or Chicago. It's going to taste exactly the same. (laughs) 
And it's I, good. There's something to that. Yeah, I grew up in a small town, so that was like, you know, yes. one of the only pizza places. So that's, right. I think, why right now it like reminds me of home. <laughs> My favorites, and I think it's in a little bit of a flux. Uh, so there used to be a spot on campus called Flying Pizza. Yes. That was where my, my folks, uh, when I was in high school, that's where we took our trips because it was the closest thing we could find to New York Pizza around here. Mm-hmm. Um, as it, I believe it, uh, it it changed hands. Like one of the employees bought it out, and then um, there was an offshoot one. One of the employees bought that one out. I think it wound up morphing into uh, what became Buckeye Slice, hmm. which... I'm not sure where they're at right now. I know that the the Bethel Road location shut down, and he was trying to make a go of it uh, somewhere on South Campus. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure if he's if he's still doing it, but I hope that he is because that was my pizza. I will definitely do some research and find out for you. <laughs> uh, and actually, flying pizza was mentioned on our very first episode of this month's you know special episodes. People said oh, we miss flying pizza. We wish it was here. And anyway, so R.I.P. <laughs> Um, and one thing I, I thought of that I didn't bring up earlier, but both of you guys are known for having more inventive toppings and, and unique pairings, uh, you know, like muscle pie. And <laughs> uh, so why do you think that that works for people other than just having the traditional pizza toppings? Well, you know, I, I feel like I, I never answer the question you ask, but I'm going <laughs> to. That's OK. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little different route with you. <laughs> sure, on, sure. On that, because I think there's one secret ingredient that we haven't talked at all about that is so very important to our culture and that's happy people Mm. Um, that's where we spend as much time as looking at toppings I mean I know a lot of this has been talked about toppings and what people like what they don't but I'm a big believer in happy people make great pizzas Mm. and serve great pizzas you know in in 27 years that we've been in business we haven't lost anyone to another restaurant to do the same job. Wow. People leave us. They, they, they move. They get married. They find a job in their full-time field of study, etc. But I find that, that when you have happy and, and we have five of our opening staff members from 27 years ago wow. still on staff with us. That's impressive. And what I find is that that, that topping, if you, that's, that's how I'd like to top this <laughs> podcast, by telling you that, that we spend as much time making sure that our people are happy. In fact, the, the, the final thing I'll say about that is my drive over here, I was uh, just out of the blue, I was thinking, has anybody ever, has anybody won that lottery that's growing up to like 800 gazillion dollars? <laughs> <Right. laughs> and I keep reading about it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to buy a ticket if they sell them here in town. Mm-hmm. Because I want to give every one of our 165 staff members $1 million if I win 800 and some odd million. I mean, what what do I need 800 and some odd million for? (laughs) I can give up $166 million. So that's something, that's our culture. That's who we are. And that's our, both our secret ingredient and our best topping. And now you have that on the record that your employees will say, hey, yeah. you oh, said no. you'd give us one million each. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, you can either talk about the culture or pizza toppings, whatever I mean, you like. <laughs> we put a lot of effort into our culture. Um, we, we, we speak directly to them with a, with a weekly update uh, internally. Uh, we're, we're constantly having events. And, and like, likewise, we try to make sure we uh, hire for people that fit into the culture um, mm-hmm. and enjoy what we do, and on the um, on the outside though, we also uh, treat them the same way. We we like to make people laugh. We like to uh, make them feel included, um, whether or not they're part of something. Uh, 
small and special like we were in the old days or, or something emerging and mm-hmm. special. Um, one of our uh, one of our values is uh, one human family, pizza for all. And uh, that really guides a lot of uh, what we decide to do. We're a little sassy sometimes. You know, we... <laughs> we, we we say things and they're a little edgy, but it all it all comes down to you know just party with us. Sure, um, you're welcome. Well, and on that note, I suppose that we'll wrap it up. Uh, and of course, we want to hear from our listeners if we have any other questions or uh, any pizza places that we didn't mention that is your favorite. Please let us know. You can email us at online at thisweeknews.com or send us a tweet at thisweeknews. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, if people want to find out more about Filio, where can they go? They can come to our restaurant right in Grandview or, or in Upper Arlington on Riverside Drive or and, on our website. And for a late night slice? Uh, we've got four locations. We're in uh, the 4th and Main District on 43268 4th Street. Um, we just have our new new location across from the convention center, 457 North High Street. This one's really cool. We have a speakeasy in the basement, and uh, you got to find it. Uh, and then we have our uh, older um, locations, the original 1030 North High Street beside Oddfellows Liquor Bar and at 15 uh, Duncan Street in Clintonville, uh, more like Old North on the corner of Clinton and High check out our socials, Facebook, Instagram. We put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> Perfect. Mm-hmm. Heidi, anything else to add? You can also get our pizza delivered on every app That's that you right. can think of. So we can bring it to your house. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and be sure to subscribe to our podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now Spotify. Or you can hear every episode on our website, thisweeknews.com. This is Abby Armbruster signing off, and stay hungry. Mm-hmm.